I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Podcast Network Asia. Welcome to She Talks Peace, a podcast that highlights the role of women peace builders around the world in bringing lasting peace and security to communities, eavesdrop on their communities and get to know their stories. From the Philippines to Malaysia, from Indonesia to Palestine, from Myanmar to the United States, their dreams and hopes for a world without violence and a world where every woman and girl can be whoever she wants to be. Hosted by Amina Rasul Bernardo, President of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy. This is She Talks Peace. Hello everyone. Salam, salam. Welcome to another interesting episode of She Talks Peace. I'm Amina Rasul of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy saying hi from Manila. And here's my intellectual co-host, Ayesa. Hello to all our listeners and viewers of She Talks Peace. Hi, Amina. How are you doing? I'm joining so you here from uh, Kedah, Malaysia, here at uh, my university, Al-Bukhari International University. So far, so good, Ayesa. How was your first week of classes in your new, your very new university? Yes, we we had we're having fun in our class. It's now my third week teaching here. How many students do you have, Ayesa? Well, I took in uh, six irregular students. Three of them come from Sudan, which is now experiencing Sudan. armed conflict. You know? Wow, and we were and we were just talking about it in class. You know, I was asking my students to explain to me what is exactly yeah. going on in the country, and I have a student from uh, two are from Afghanistan, also mm. another interesting country. Yeah, and one and one student from Yemen. That's really fabulous. Maybe Ayesa, after our chat today, maybe you can also have a. A student from Palestine. What do you think? I've met yeah a couple of students from Palestine, in fact, and we also have fellow lecturers who are from Palestine. Ah, so oh, that, that, precisely. That's really good. Yeah, precisely. It's an international university, so the teaching staff and the students also come from different countries. You know, when I was in Jordan um, several years ago uh, to accept an an award because we won the silver in the World International Harmony Week when they, because they have a contest every year and the awarding ceremonies in Jordan. So when I was there, I really wanted to cross over and go to Palestine, go to visit okay. the Al-Aqsa Mosque in Jerusalem because you know, that's an important site for the peoples of the book. 
And there was a tour company I saw online, and um, it said, when visiting Jerusalem, many people want to see the Temple Mount and the Dome of the Rock. The Temple Mount is a holy site within the old city of Jerusalem for the Jewish, Christian, and Muslim people. I really, really wanted to go, Ayesa, but it was such a hassle. It was such a pain to try and cross because you have to pass through the Israeli border. So at the end yeah. of the day, we said, oh, never mind, because... It, you might get stuck there. They have curfews. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. And now, after what was, uh, what's been happening the these past weeks, the attack on the Al-Aqsa Mosque, the mosque being raided by Israeli forces. Have mm-hmm. you seen the videos of the Israeli forces um, beating worshippers inside the mosque in the middle of yeah. Ramadan? Yes, I have yeah, seen that's, well, that's really very sad, yeah. But uh, besides Palestine, we also know that these kinds of scenes are, you know, have been occurring in many other places. I remember in the past, also in southern Thailand, when the Tak Bai uh, uh, mosque, you know, had this incident, you know, and they were holding, you know, Patani people in this truck. And I think that was also during the time of Ramadan, fasting month. And of course, they put together, you know, on top of each other, all the men on the truck, on top of each other, and they are all like four or five piles. And naturally, some of them suffocated to death, and some of them yeah. were really injured. And then the reason, actually, of you know the authorities was that oh, because they are hungry, they were fasting, so they died. Mm, that's right. That's why right. they fainted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they I, fainted. I, I, so read those accounts. Yeah. So these, unfortunately, during this you know time of Ramadan, yeah, even these kinds of scenes and incidents yeah. do happen. Yeah. But the, but this is the thing, Jerusalem is is small, and the mm-hmm. Israeli government know its importance to the peoples of the book, the Jewish people, the Muslims, and the Christians. And Al-Aqsa, that area is regarded by by Muslims to be the third holiest after mm-hmm. Mecca and, uh, and Medina. And to, you know, to think that it would work out well to you know, attack worshippers as they are celebrating Ramadan, to my mind, is really you know, beyond the pale. It mm-hmm. takes a lot of, uh, excuse my friend, balls, you know, for for a leader to actually think that you could do that and and get away with it. Yeah, but that's why I'm really glad, Ayesa, that um, our our guest today knows the situation very very well because. Uh, uh, he lives in in Bethlehem. Maybe maybe you you should introduce our our friend uh, Lucy Ayesa. It's very timely that since you've mentioned about what's happening in Alaksa Mosque, we've invited somebody, a friend of yours, Lucy Talji, to tell us more stories. You know, so we will have direct information about what's going on there in uh, in Alaksa. Lucy Talji has been on the show before i've actually listened to the first podcast 
with Lucy. It was such a good podcast, Amina. It was episode hey. 17. I just listened to it this morning. <laughs> Yeah, it was a long podcast, but oh my, yeah, it really opened my eyes and ears, you know, to hear about all her stories about Bethlehem and Palestine and what they're really doing there. So Lucy is uh, has been doing a lot of work to empower youth, women, and marginalized groups for more than 30, uh, 20 years. And she is the program coordinator at this We Am Palestinian Conflict Transformation Center. Okay, keyword there, conflict transformation. I'm very interested to ask mm-hmm. Lucy what exactly is being done in conflict transformation in Palestine. And she is the founding member of Insan for Human Rights. She has a bachelor's degree in social um, social work from Bethlehem University and a master's in 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 human rights. Uh, and then she also serves as an elected member of the council. Um, uh, uh, it's a political unit in Bethlehem. So let us all welcome to the show, Lucy Talji. Hi, Lucy. Hello, Hi, hello. Lucy. Welcome. Hello, Amina. Hello, Aisha. It's my honor to be for the second time on this uh, talk. And I felt it's really important uh, to take part in this um, episode because uh, uh, it's really important to tell the world what is happening in this holy places which is unholy action and is happening right now and thanks so much for joining us lucy and we've been so extremely worried about uh, you know about your safety because uh, you're you're so near that area you're near al-aqsa and you're Palestinian, you're a Christian Palestinian. Can you can you tell us what, what it's been like after the attack? Has, has the situation quieted down a little bit or is it as tense as ever? Well, actually, the, the situation is really is, is still escalating. And wow. uh, I, th- I think this year, one of the rare years that happens that the three religious they are celebrating their feast. It started with the Christians, Catholic, they started uh, to celebrate the Easter. And then we have the Orthodox, uh, the, or- the, the Orthodox Easter, uh, and uh, we have the Jewish Passover, and then we have the Muslims celebrating Ramadan. And we know Jerusalem, uh, Jerusalem, you can consider it, this is the place, the cities for the three monastic which is really important for the three religious and why it's important as a christians we have the holy sepulcher where jesus uh, it, the resurrections happened there al-aqsa mosque and this is the second blur, uh, the second place for the muslims after mecca al madina and for the israelis or for the jewish this is the place uh, where they do believe the wailing wall so the holistic places it's really um a consa- uh, uh, in the uh, in the very small city which is jerusalem so so lucy uh how about your own work you know you you're doing a lot of work working with uh women and children 
And so how has this affected uh, your own work and your own uh, neighborhood? Actually, it affects us in, in many ways. One of it, uh, mentally, mentally, which is we are always worried. What will happen next? We don't know what will happen. We don't feel the security. We are not living in peace. Tension is there. Uh, economic situation is is, uh, is really um, a, is, uh, like uh, getting from worse uh, to worse, which also affects. So when there is a, a tension or clashes or any uh, uh, operations happen between the Israelis and the Palestinians, so it affects us on many ways, especially we felt on the, on the mental, it's not just living. We felt that as Arabs, Palestinian Arabs abandoned from the Arab and for, from the internationals, because we do believe that these holy places is really important for the whole world and not for the Palestinian. And we didn't felt that we got the support from the internationals or only uh, let's say the UN, uh, the UN, they have a statement from the special coordinator uh, for the Middle East on the peace process that uh, the violence inside all uh, Al Qibla mosque distributed the apartment beating the Palestinian by the Israelis. Yes, they raise their voice, the UN, but they cannot do nothing. It's really, it's been worse increasing uh, the assault, the, the, uh, horrific actions that being uh, by the Israeli soldiers and by the, also the settlers because the settlers these days they felt they have the impunity so they can walk they insult they don't respect any any religion or any religious status. Lucy, yes. when you say settlers, you're talking about yes. the Israeli settlers who are taking over Palestinian land. That's true, sorry. And also we, we call them settlers and the place where they live, we call it colonizations because they took the land from us. We became the refugees and they became the settlers living in the land on our land. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. By the way, Lucy, you were talking about um, action from, from the, the Arab states, especially the rich Arab states. I'm actually a little confused why they haven't done more considering Al-Aqsa is, you know, the third holiest site for, for Muslims. What are they doing, Lucy, to, to help uh, resolve this, this whole problem? The Arabs, they didn't do nothing. 
the only like uh, even you know that Al-Aqsa mosque run by the King Hashimi, Al Hussein, Jordan. Uh-huh. But yeah, but still they don't uh, like uh, the Israelis. They don't listen to anybody. And plus, lots of in, uh, the Arab countries they started opening a new communication. We call it normalization business. When it comes to business, there is no ethics. Over the past decade, since the presidency of Donald Trump, we have seen closer relationship developing, for instance, between Saudi Arabia and uh, and Israel. So where does yes. it leave Palestine? Where does it leave you, Lucy? Saudi Arabia, the Emirates. Now, if you go to Dubai, you will find visitors, the Israelis or the Jewish visitors in Dubai more than the international. I think they are number one as a tourist visiting Dubai. This is the business. This is the benefits that the countries want. The relation on high scale, opening infrastructure, export, import, this is the business. So what, what, as a Palestinian, will bring them only the headache? You know, Lucy, here in Malaysia, you know, there is like a general notion that, you know, Palestinians are all Muslims, you know, when in reality, there are non-Muslim Palestinians like yourself and your, you know, your um, organizations, and you representing uh, the Municipal Council of Bethlehem City. So can you tell us about, you know, what are, you know, the the contributions or the actions that have been done by uh, Christian Palestinians you know, uh, as part of your uh, struggle for freedom in in Bethlehem City, you know, are there um, any cooperation also with other Palestinians? Is there a tension between Muslims and non-Muslim Palestinians? Actually, my dear, uh, uh, this uh, topics need a different episode, but I will give you some uh, some important um, hints about uh, on on the let's say the Christians-Muslims relation, the Christian population in Palestine, yes, there is lots of Christians that they are living. Before even uh, 2,000 years, Jesus was born in Palestine. And uh, I got this question a lot from the international. Oh, you are Christian when you convert. I said, yes, I converted when Jesus was born here before 20,000 years. (laughs) Good one, good one. Yes, and... um, I hate to say that we are uh, minority in this. Uh, we are the minority in this land. But despite we are the minority, we had a huge, huge impact within the society and working for the community. If you look at it from uh, educational wise, most of the uh, oldest universities, it's a Christian universities. Uh, schools, private school, most of it, uh, most actually all of it, it's run by Christians. Hospitals, uh, clinic. So we had a huge impacts when it comes 
uh, on that uh, level. The Christian-Muslims relations, uh, I think we, we don't consider ourselves as the Christian or Muslims, we consider ourselves as a Palestinian, Palestinian that uh, we believe we are living under occupations and we have one aims that we want to end the occupation. The Bethlehem City Council, Lucy, so that's, that's also mixed. Uh, yes. There would be Muslim, Christian, and Jewish members of the Bethlehem City Council? No, we don't have Jewish. The Palestinian, we are living only Christian and Muslims together. Mm -hmm. uh, the apartheid wall uh, sep uh, separated us physically from our uh, uh, neighbors. We, we don't have any interference on different uh, level. Uh, the, the, the council consists of 15 members, eight Christian and seven Muslims. And they considered Bethlehem as um, the, the place where Jesus was born. That's, that's why we have a quota for the Christian. Mm -hmm. Eight Christian, seven uh, Muslims by quota. Mm -hmm. And the mayor and the vice mayor should be Christian. What did the Bethlehem City Council do after the the attacks, Lucy? You said that um, they came up with a resolution. No, actually, we we cannot. Honestly, we cannot interfere that much. And why? Mm. The things that writing a petition and putting it, and that's all what we can do on on the ground. But on the international level, because uh, let's say Bethlehem, we have around. 300 um, uh, twinning cities. What we do, we write a, a petitions calling the international to, inf to interfere and to stop the, the horrific and the, uh, uh, the brutal way that uh, the Israelis is doing against the Palestinians. This is one of it. Another uh, another thing we've been calling the international to interfere and to allow the Christians to enter the Holy Sepulcher during the Good Saturday because the Israeli government permitted only 1,800 worshippers to enter the church only. So they don't, lots of international coming for, especially to participate in the Good Friday and Good Saturday. But the Israelis, they didn't allow them to enter. And I posted a video on my Facebook how the Israelis treated the Arab Christians, Muslims, and how they treated the international in the same way. I was asking you earlier, Lucy, whether uh, you think um, Netanyahu has become even more autocratic than he was when, uh, you know, when he held office a few years ago. Netanyahu became one of the extremists that they want to smash, let's say, the Palestinian present in Palestine. He is doing his best to control in an extreme way. And what I mean, I meant in that, uh, it's been 150 days for this government, and it's been the worst government ever. As you, Lucy, now that you talked about um, 
uh, it's the worst uh, ever because we've been we've been uh, reading the news and uh, seeing this um, uh, information about the the protests the riots that's happening in Israel protesting Netanyahu trying to control the judiciary can you tell us about that yes Actually, the uh, judicial system of Israel consists of secular, secular court and religious court. The law courts constitute a separate and independent unit of Israeli Minister of Justice. The system is headed by the President of Supreme Court and the Minister of Justice. And what Netanyahu is trying to do? He's trying to give the power more for his party through the executive section. Violence being increased, attacks being increased, more prisoners, more impunity for settlers, which give them uh, to do whatever they want to do. Before a couple of days, they were passing in front of nuns. They started to assault the nuns. They were assaulting nuns? Yes, yes. Oh my goodness. And they were splitting on them. Yes. It became like um, there is no respect for nothing. And why? Because Netanyahu is giving the settler more power. Yesa, you've also been following the developments in Israel of this uh, attempt of Prime Minister Netanyahu to control the, the judiciary, right? I mean, can you imagine Prime Minister Netanyahu becoming Prime Minister for life, Ayesa? Oh, my goodness. Oh my. Yeah. I don't think that will continue. You know, as long as the Israeli continue to commit crimes while enjoying uh -huh. impunity, with no accountability, things shall get mm -hmm. worse. This crime is not targeting the Palestinian alone. It's an insult to Jordan and to the Islamic world and to the Vatican to the UN member state, to the liberal Israeli citizen, and all those who believe in religious rights. Lucy, the fact that Netanyahu won, came back you know, for the second time to be the leader of your country, of Israel, does that mean that he has so much support? He has much support from who? From the settlers. They are bringing uh, what we call it, Felasha, or uh, the Israelis in different parts of the world. They're even from a poor country, they are not even a Jew. They're bringing them here, and they put them in the settlements, and they tell them, you serve your country. The good thing is, there are many in Israel who refuse to have Netanyahu control the, judicia uh, the uh, judiciary, right? Uh, the yes. In, on April 15, is it, is it true that more than 100,000 Israelis came yes. out to protest Netanyahu? Yes, 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 wow. because, because they know if he's doing this, he will run from the judiciary uh, law. He will give more power, as I mentioned before, to whom? to his party, also considering Israel as a democratic state and has uh, to have equal power between the executive and judicial and legislative. Right. So when, when he's giving the power to whom? To the executive. 
So he will show the world that Israel is no more democratic. And actually, this is what's happening on the ground. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Lucien was going to ask you, how was Netanyahu uh, proposing to control the judiciary by having the right to appoint the judges? Yeah, I think nine judges, uh, he has to appoint nine judges. But I don't think it will pass. Why do you say that, Lucy? If the voices still will be heard, mm-hmm. still the riots in the streets, and they won't be silenced, he will change uh, He will change his mind. The people participating in these riots, Lucy, are they just all Israelis or... Uh, there are also uh, Palestinians who are already living in some part of Israel. It's not only Israelis and also a Palestinian that they will be affected and they ha- they will have impact from uh, this. The Arab Palestinian who lives in, in historical Palestine. Why I consider it historical Palestine or you can consider it the 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 Arab uh, 48, because it's been occupied since then. And they were living there. And they got the Israelis' uh, citizenship by obligatory, because they don't have any other choices. So can we say now that this has become like a uniting force for everybody in Israel, you know, against Netanyahu? So in a way, it's like transforming the conflict and making, you know... um, uh, paving the way for consolidation among yes. Palestinians and Israelis. I will tell you why it happens. Because one thing, they don't want to discover government to to control to keep controlling. The second uh, thing, if Netanyahu will keep on the way that he's dealing, there will be lot. There will be a huge. Uh, let's say conflict, war. It's not only from the Palestinian side; it goes also to Lebanon, uh, from the Lebanon Lebanese uh, side. So he has to control the riot. Otherwise, the riot will be outside Israel, not only in, inside Israel. How are you staying sane, Lucy? What do you do so that you can keep your mind of all of these pressing problems? Because I know your house is by the wall, right? Yes. <laughs> You're yes. near the dividing wall. I have to put the camera and show it to you. But I'm afraid. <laughs> do, you, do you see it? Oh my oh, gosh, yes. yes. Did you oh, see the tower view? Yes. That's so what we Yes, that's the wall. That's the upper side wall. And if you look there, do you see the tower for the Israelis there? Yes. Yes. 
this is the situation of our organizations that we are living in mm-hmm. under uh, under the supervision of the Israelis controlling the sides mm-hmm. and if any clashes happens we will be living in um, in the situations that gas tear gas scum water which is for one month it will uh, it will uh, it will last you asked me how we continue working on despite the situations that we yeah. are living well we have a beliefs we serve with a smile because we know that our community in dire need for our smiles mm. so we give them the smiles while we are serving uh, them mm-hmm. we inject them with hope because mm-hmm. it's really important to inject people with hope how we get the hope we get the hope through our uh, international friends that they are supporting our work in many ways and uh, we believe also one day that the peace will prevail on this land and definitely we believe instead of cursing the darkness let's light a candle so through this candle we can see the light maybe if i could share with you lucy i agree with you that you just have to keep it going you know that hope and you know the lighting the candle there was a time actually the first time that i was here in malaysia and you know uh we were also working within the university but we have this mindanao peace program and we also have an ache peace program during the time that ache was also having uh, trouble with their own peace process and we were also in mindanao still continuing with the peace process so my achenese colleague and i we are seatmates you know in the office we are sharing the same office so we actually made a bet you know who gets to get peace first is it ache or mindanao <laughs> you know and this was before the tsunami in 2000 tsunami happened 2004 2005 yeah and the, the, when when they signed when the achenese signed the mou helsinki so during that time you know both of us are always sharing to each other you know the hopelessness but at the same time because we are located in malaysia just like you we have to be more hopeful and to be giving that hope and positivity to our friends and families in Mindanao and in Aceh. But then, as you said, we just have to be sure that we keep the hope alive so that we never know if peace will finally come. And when it did come first to Aceh, then, you know, uh, my colleague, his name is Lukman, and he was just raring and, you know, was so excited to go home right away to Aceh and to be part of the whole peace-building process there. And at the same time, for myself, when finally peace arrived in Bangsamoro, then, you know, all things, you know, come to place, you know, in, in Bangsamoro. So, inshallah, one day, there will also be peace in both israel and palestine we pray for that hope one day actually when we started to respect each other when we started um to respect the international law when we started we believe that there is a palestinian 
living in this land. We took their lands and we started a, a peace process to give them some of their lands that we took since uh, 67. So they have to admit first social justice, not only social justice, restorative justice, and we believe yes. in human rights. This is what we yes. want. Like there's a lot more than three million and a half Palestinian refugees. Who will compensate them? Mm. Who? Who will compensate them when they've been kicked out of their land? So when there is there is a um, a will that yes, the Palestinian exist and living in this land, and we want to share with with them this land as the international came out with two state solutions which being blow with the wind, so no more anyone talking about about peace process or two state solutions because things been changed since then but before we we end our our conversation lucy perhaps you have a message to our listeners what can they do to support peace palestine for uh, israelis who want human rights what is your message yes. My message, this message is, goes in different, uh, on different level. One of uh, the, the really important level, which we call it come and see. Come and see before you judge who you want to be with or who want to be supports the Israelis or the Palestinians. You have to come on the ground. Touch the pictures that you are seeing it on the media because sometimes the media doesn't give you the right uh, um reports so come and see if you come on the ground and you can see how's the palestinian or the israelis what kind of situation that they are living so after that we will be telling you we 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 don't want you to be pro-palestinian or pro-israelis we want you to be pro-justice and if you feel the justice for the palestinian then work hard if you believe in peace building work hard to be one of those people who wants to achieve peace for the Palestinian and for the Israelis. For the international, stop being double standard, working on double standard. Okay. Stop trying to resolve, to, uh, to manage the conflict. We want to resolve the conflict. We are the oppressed people. We are calling them to help us and to implement all the international law that they be talking about it for human rights, for the refugees, for the women, whatever. We, as a Palestinian, we want to live in peace based on justice sovereignty, and dignity. Thank you for that, Lucy. You're right, Lucy. <clears throat> the call is, is absolutely correct. Do not manage the conflict. Help resolve the conflict. Yes, and it's, yeah, and it's, it's been years, the international, yeah, the international only trying to manage the conflict for their benefit only, 
not trying to impose any resolutions or being any, let's say, arbitrator or medi right mediator between the Palestinians and the Israelis. Well, thank you so much, Lucy, for joining us uh, today. Yes, uh, after our show, Lucy has go to the Bethlehem Council meeting. <laughs> They're going to be, <laughs> this is a very, very busy day for Lucy. So thanks so much, Lucy. And I'll be seeing you in our regular chat with the Women's Alliance for Security Leadership, where you're going to get a lot of virtual hugs from friends who are so happy that you're safe. Thank I also you. want to give my virtual virtual hug to Lucy. I wish oh, you well, Lucy. Thank you, thank you. I love you, both of you. And thank you for giving me this space uh, uh, to share with the, uh, with the international our issue, our uh, reality on the ground. Thanks, Lucy, and take care. So, Ayesa, we've heard from uh, Lucy about the reality on the ground. I really have a hard time believing that it could get worse, and yet it did. Mm -hmm. yes, and just, exactly. I'm just so happy that Lucy has uh, kept her her equanimity, and I and I really see Lucy as one of those candles in the dark that uh, a strong woman. Around, yes. I mean, a yes. strong oh, woman. You have strong. No idea what a strong woman Lucy is. So, dear listeners, I hope you learned a lot from our conversation with Lucy Talje from Bethlehem. And uh, on my part, I'm going to stay encouraged that there is hope that something good is going to come out of all of these problems that have visited our brothers and sisters in uh, Israel and, and in Palestine. And I hope that there will be more candles in the dark that's going to give encouragement to all of us who wish for peace in the world. And having said that, I hope you join Ayesa and me for our next episode on She Talks Peace. So this is Amina Rasul saying bye for now from Manila and see you next week. Over to you, Ayesa. Thank you, Amina. And to all our listeners, you can actually email us so that you can give us suggestions and comments. We have an email address she talks peace podcast at gmail.com and you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram she talks peace so we will welcome all your comments and ideas you know who uh, what you want us to talk about in this program so again to everybody have a nice day and take care Amina stay well and Lucy stay well thank you Be happy thank you ladies bye bye, bye. bye everybody. She Talks Peace is brought to you in partnership with Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. For more information, check out their website at podcastnetwork.asia and podmetrics.co. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, 
the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>